Welcome to Agape Ministries Podcasts, a whole new way of thinking. Episode 106, part two of Patty Mansfield's talk on A New Pentecost. whatever that lady had I didn't have it and even if she was a Protestant I was a Catholic I needed what she had well we got into a small group and our discussion focused on how can we Catholics talk about receiving Jesus or receiving the Holy Spirit as if we don't have them I mean what was baptism wasn't that receiving Jesus what's Holy Communion isn't that receiving Jesus what's the sacrament of confirmation isn't that receiving the Holy Spirit and our professor said yes of course and the sacraments worked but those were administered when you were infants young people now as an adult you need to ratify you need to say your your own personal yes Amen, I believe it. And you know, remember the illustration of the, of the chair? You know, where is Jesus in your life? Where is Jesus in your life, he was asking. And you know, it was as if I didn't see him, but it was as if the living Lord Jesus were standing in front of me saying, not who do others say that I am, but you, Patty, who do you say that I am? And brothers and sisters, I had to admit I had never signed that blank check. Huh? Even when I prayed that prayer in my room, it still wasn't a prayer of total surrender, unconditional surrender. So at the close of our little discussion, David Mangan, whose testimony is in this book, said, you know, we Catholics renew our baptismal promises every Easter at the baptism of a child. Why don't we have a ceremony at the end where we renew our confirmation? I thought it was a brilliant idea. I just met him. We linked our arms together and we said to the professor, even if no one here at this retreat wants to renew confirmation, we do. And then he turned to us and he said, remember those of you who were with me the first night? Are you ready for what the Holy Spirit can do? That got me a little shook. But you know, in fact, my expectation was so high I took out a piece of paper and I wrote on it, I want a miracle. And I put an exclamation point. I put it up on the bulletin board. I didn't know what the miracle was. Believe me, brothers and sisters, I would have never dreamed that the miracle would be a worldwide movement called Charismatic Renewal that has now, from this tiny little group, reached 119 million Catholics in 235 countries around the world. And that's just Catholics. I would have never dreamed that a little, anyway, I could go there, but I, I won't. Let me rush to, to, the, uh, to the point. Saturday night, after I wrote, I want a miracle, and we said, we want to renew confirmation, David and me, we were not going to pray, just a social, kind of like you did last night. I'm sorry I had to miss it. I heard something that sounded, what, like a Scottish reel? Was it crazy? Or an Irish jig or something? I don't know. What did you folks do? Anyway, we were going to have a party, birthday party, but there seemed to be a listlessness in the group. And um, so I thought, well, we're too scattered. It was a three-story uh, retreat house. And I thought, I'll take it upon myself simply to gather the people to have the birthday party. My first stop was the upper room chapel. And I'm going to stand to the side here so that you can picture this to be not 
a podium for the Blessed Sacrament, but actually Jesus in the tabernacle. I, as a Catholic, I always believed Jesus was really present in the tabernacle. I'd never doubted that. But I never felt it. When I knelt down that night in the presence of Jesus in the tabernacle, I started to tremble. I was shaking. And let me tell you, I was scared. I was shaking, and there was this awareness, this is God. He is holy, and I'm not holy. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. There in that little box, in that little wafer. Everything that came to be, came to be through him, and I'm kneeling in his presence. And inside I'm thinking, get out of here. You know, leave, flee, get away, run away. But greater than my fear of surrendering to him, was my need to surrender to him because, brothers and sisters, every one of us has been created by God and for God. And he's put within us a need to give ourselves to him. And we try to fill that need with all kinds of other people and things and activities, but there's still that yearning in every human heart. And so as I knelt there, there were maybe three others praying quietly. I knelt there in front of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, not out loud. Remember, I never prayed a prayer out loud. In my heart, I said this prayer, and I renew it today. And in your heart, you can renew it with me as I say it, if it resonates with you. I, I directed it to the Father. I said, Father, I give my life entirely to you. And whatever you ask of me, I accept. And if it means suffering, I accept that too. Just teach me to follow your son, Jesus, and to love the way Jesus loves. I finished the prayer, and the next moment I found myself prostrate. No one touched me. No one pushed me. I'd never seen such a thing happen. And as I was there in front of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament prostrate, I felt inundated with the love of God, especially the foolishness of God's love, the incomprehensibility of God's love. We love people who are attractive, who are good, who do nice things to us, who are kind, who are gracious. The scripture says God loved us, while we were yet sinners and Christ died for us, seeing us in our condition of sin, of misery, he is passionately in love with us. And that was the experience I had was the mercy of God. And I remember as I was lying there prostrate, only one word of prayer, I was saying, stay, stay. Don't ever leave me. You know, as little kids, we were told, why did God make you? The sisters are religious. Why did God make you? God made me to know him, to love him, to serve him in this life, and to be happy. I never understood this. Well, what are you going to do? Happy. But in that moment, I could taste and see, as the psalmist says, the goodness of the Lord the sweetness of the Lord, whatever. I'm married, I have children, I have many good friends. No matter how precious any human experience of love or friendship is, it's only a shadow 
of the love of God visible in Christ. You want a definition for baptism in the Spirit? Romans 5.5. 5. The love of God has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. What is baptism in the Spirit? It's a baptism, an immersion in the incredible, merciful love of God. I wanted to die. I really did. I thought, if this is heaven, I want to go now. Of course, I wouldn't have been ready. But I knew as clearly then, as I know as clearly now as I knew then, that if this could happen to me, I didn't have a term for it, this could happen to me who was nobody special, had all my own plans, didn't even go in the chapel to pray. I went to tell people to come away from prayer. If this could happen to me, it could happen to anyone on the face of the earth. I ran down, I told the chaplain, guess what he tells me? David Mangan, the young man who made the proposal, the one I linked my arm with, who said even if nobody else, guess what, God was listening. He was in the chapel just a few hours before me and he had the identical experience. He walked in, the next thing he knew, he, he was flat on his face. He thought this can't be true, he walked out. He walked in again. He walked out. He walked in again. He says in his testimony to today, I don't know if I was knocked prostrate or if I prostrated myself, but in the presence of the awesome, holy God, being flat on my face was the only sensible thing to do. I said to the priest, I ran down to the priest, and he told me about David. I said, well, Father, who should I tell this to? He said, the Lord will show you. Two young girls who were new on the retreat came and they told me that my face was glowing. You see, I did, hadn't looked in a mirror. I didn't know the scripture. Second Corinthians, St. Paul says, when the old law was dispensed, Moses, what? Had to cover his face with a veil. So the Israelites could not see the glory of God. St. Paul says, didn't say anything about me, he's saying about all of us. He says, but now, all of us, with unveiled faces, beholding the beauty of the Lord, are transformed from one degree of glory into another. And St. Paul says, and this is the work of the Spirit. The new covenant, the new dispensation. So I took these two girls by the hand. I said, come in the chapel with me. We knelt down in front of the tabernacle. Now I'm praying out loud. Prayers are pouring out of me. I'm not, I'm just saying, Jesus, whatever you did for me, do it for them. Jesus, show them your love. No one rang a bell. No one said, you know, everybody up to the chapel, but sovereignly. There was such a move of the Holy Spirit that within about an hour, half the students were up there. We were kneeling kind of in a semicircle. Some were weeping. Some were laughing for joy. Others like me felt, oh, my hands were on fire. My arms were burning and tingling. Some said they wanted to praise God, but it, it wasn't going to come out in English. You see, we didn't know about the charismatic gifts. I'm sure we could have all prayed in tongues. We didn't, we didn't know. We didn't. And in walks this professor uh, who had been baptized in the Spirit without telling us, and he says, but what's the bishop going to say <laughs> when he hears that all of these kids and that's all we were, 19, 20, 21, maybe the oldest was 25. When, when he hears that all these kids have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, I did not know that term. You know what we found out the next day? That 
Protestant lady that I didn't think I liked, she came back. Now she was like our godmother. We found out that her prayer group, the prayer group at which our Catholic professors visited, visited, that they had been keeping continuous intercession that God would move on us. Is that beautiful? Is that beautiful? We went back to campus, the Duquesne University in Pittsburgh, and you know, there's a psalm that says, I think it's Psalm 126, when the Lord brought Zion's captives home, we were like men in a dream. Our mouths were filled with laughter and our lips with shouts of joy. Even the pagans started talking about the things the Lord had done, what marvels he did, and how glad we were. That's what it was. We were like men in a dream. We, like, is this true? Oh my goodness, there was nothing more real than Jesus and the power of his spirit. And believe me, and there's not, honestly, not time now because I want to pray. You want to pray, don't you? Okay, there's so much more I could tell you. Just very quickly, because I want you to yield to tongues. If you've never yielded to them, I want you to do it today, if you want. But you'd be honestly a fool if you didn't. Precious gift. And if you already pray in tongues, I'm going to ask you to let the old language go. And today, re receive a new language, new tongues, for a new outpouring of the Spirit. It's happening all over the world. Same charismatic gift. Just allow the Lord to fill your mouth with a new heavenly language to praise Him. Anyway, I didn't like the whole idea of tongues. I was working so hard to learn French. It rather offended me that... God could give somebody a language just like that. I, I didn't even know if I believed it. And besides, I was praying with that intimacy that the Holy Spirit creates. You know, the Holy Spirit creates intimacy with God. The Father is no longer, you know, up there with the tabulation. He's above Father. St. Paul says it's the Holy Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are indeed children of God. Anyway, I thought, well, I can pray with greater intimacy. What do I need the gift of tongues? I don't even know if it's really a language. Until about a month later, I was sitting next to this fellow, David Mangan. Lo and behold, David starts praying in perfect French. So afterwards, I said to him, but David, I didn't know you spoke French. He said, well, I don't. You, you were just, I understood what you were saying, streams of living water and the kindness of the divine child. He said, really? He said, no, I studied Latin and German. Well, that got my attention. And so I started to beg God, Lord, give me the gift of tongues. You see, February 1967, nothing written on from a Catholic source. No books, no tapes, no conferences, no official, where's the picture with the Pope? No official approval, nothing, nothing, nothing. And so one morning I woke up and it was like in my throat. And I said, maybe this is it. Well, I better cut class. I better not be in class when this happens because I thought it would just like explode out of me. I didn't know, and I'm telling you now when we pray, you have to open your mouth and actually make sounds. Ah, ba, ga, ga, little baby sounds. Use your voice, use your lips. Ga, 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 ba, 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 ba. And then the Lord will turn it into a language. I didn't know that. So click, click, click. Oh, I won't go to class. It'd be such an embarrassment. In the middle of class, people already thought I had lost my mind. My roommate told my mother she has lost her mind. Anyway. I went up to a little oratory. I was completely by myself. There was a crucifix like this one. 
I knelt in front of Jesus in the crucifix and I said to him, I am not getting off my knees until I pray in tongues. And then I did this. <laughs> I didn't know how to get it, so I just opened my mouth and I was waiting. Well, I waited a long time. I don't know how long, but it was, it was an uncomfortably long time. And then it started. Uh, 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 uh. You see, I didn't know I was supposed to move my lips and use my voice. And I stopped and I thought, oh no, some ugly guttural tongue. And I've studied French because I love ballet and I love music and I'm going to be uh, groaning and crying. But if it's for the glory of God, so I, it came out. When it came out, it was this beautiful language, lilting song. My hands were up and it was as if, I'm, I'm using words to describe a spiritual experience, it was as if I had stepped inside of Our Lady. Because although I didn't know the language, I understood precisely what I was singing. I was singing. My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For God, who is mighty, has done great things for me. And holy is his name, and his, his mercy is from age to age. It's my whole, I felt like I wasn't singing. It's like she was singing it through me in the spirit. Once I began, I didn't know how to stop. I was afraid if I stopped, I couldn't start it up again. So I ran down into the chaplain's office. There was a secretary there, and into her ear, I, she also thought I had totally lost it. There were sufferings of the early years. I don't want to dwell on them, but I have to tell you, People didn't understand us. My own family didn't understand. You know, I abandoned my studies of French. I never did become a French teacher. You know, all I wanted to do was tell people about Jesus. And by his grace and mercy, he's allowed me to do that all these years, given me a spirit-filled husband who is much holier than I am, loves God more than I do, for sure. And he's blessed us. Guess what? I've got four kids. Beautiful children, three sons, I told you, two of them attorneys, 31, 28. One's a federal attorney, my daughter Marie Therese, gorgeous. Tell you this about the gift of tongues, Marie Therese was in a dreadful car accident. When she was 17, she was hit by a drunk driver. When we got the call, the call every parent fears, we did not know whether she was alive or dead. On the way to the hospital, Okokoliapadaya, when we do not know how to pray as we ought. St. Paul says, the spirit intercedes. I didn't even know. When I saw her, she was conscious, you know, with a neck brace and her face full of laceration. She's beautiful today, but I mean, at that moment, we didn't know whether she was going to be alive or dead. Like this, I just placed my hand. And then I stopped because I'm a mom and Parents always embarrass their children, especially teenage children. I said to her, sweetheart, I'm sorry, am I embarrassing you? No, mom, keep going. I was praying in the spirit that God, who knew what her injuries were, would heal her. Well, the other thing that I think that prayer in the spirit helped me do was I said to her, Marie Therese, we have to forgive the person responsible for this. She was such a careful driver. I was positive she hadn't done anything crazy. 
I said, will you pray with me right now? Because brothers and sisters, I didn't know if this was the last time I was going to see my only daughter, my precious child, my little rosebud, and I wanted to present her to God have, with having forgiven in our hearts. Will you pray with me? She said, yes. And we prayed and forgave. If it was for that night only God gave me the gift of tongues, I would be the most grateful woman in the world. If you don't pray in tongues, you must today. Did, did, you, did you want prayer for more of the Holy Spirit? Why don't we stand? Why don't we stand? We only have maybe about 15 minutes left. But you know, there's a beautiful scripture that says, it's wonderful. It is easy for the Lord suddenly, in an instant, to make a poor man rich. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure it applies for women. It is easy for the Lord suddenly, in an instant, to make a poor man rich. And it doesn't mean just sort of hitting the lottery or coming into an inheritance. It means rich spiritually in an instant. It's not hard for God. All he's looking for is openness. I'm going to give you a scripture. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. What's this? Knock. Same word, same word as we have. Jesus is knocking at the door of our hearts, but he's saying to us, knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, it will be opened. And then he goes on and he says, if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, listen to these next three words, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So thank you for taking the time to listen to these episodes. Our prayer is that as you listen and reflect on these teachings, that you'll be encouraged to continue your journey, to maximize your potential, to have a good and a happy life. So sign in again next week for more teaching on how you can follow the Jesus way to experience your life as filled with meaning, purpose, and joy. So God bless and stay safe.